Carlos Rodon is still not a Yankee. The Yankees haven't made any moves other than signing a minor leaguer, of course. <laughs> um, other teams have made moves. I think the Mets have made a couple of moves. But uh, other than signing Aaron Judge, we're in a pretty quiet offseason for the New York Yankees, of course, signing Anthony Rizzo. Welcome back to the Twin Bill Podcast on MLI News TV. Uh, Luke is alongside me, as usual, but we all know who's the older and better twin. Like... Comment, subscribe, do all the good stuff. Become a member, get some awesome perks, quick takes, all that good stuff. Uh, appreciate everybody coming along in chat. Also, share out as well. It's very helpful. I'm going to shout out the chat real quickly. Uh, Hirsch, Anthony Medina, Jason Martino, Michael Osborne, Dan Dog, 44, Yankees Farm, uh, Mike from the Ave, Junior B, Jack Arnold, and, uh, I think, and Philo as well. So shout-outs to you guys in chat. How are y'all doing? Appreciate you guys spending your Wednesday night with us. Yes. Appreciate you guys spending your Wednesday night with us. Luca, your thoughts, just to open up. Um, First thoughts, um, the Yankees – what was I going to say was last week was much more, you know, we – we saw, obviously, Aaron Judge came back as a Yankee. Tommy Canley was signed. And the Yankees haven't really done anything much since then. The Mets have signed Correa. The Mets have signed Brandon Nemo. A couple of other teams have made moves. The Yankees missed out on Correa, even though they really weren't in on him. But I don't know. I'm, is it me, Alex, or I'm starting to grow nervous about you know Carlos Rodon a little bit because the Yankees are just kind of playing the waiting game with Scott Boris. The you know, we'll get We'll get into the whole... Rodon thing. We don't have a plan for yet left field yet. And when are we trading Donaldson to Hicks? Angler yeah. Torres. Yeah, I mean, I don't I personally don't think that Glaber Torres is gonna be dealt, but we're gonna get into that, guys. We got 45 watching. Please get those likes up. We're already at 17 likes. Um someone mentioned it in chat. Uh Yankees farm. Cardinals are out on Rodon, so who exactly is Cashman bidding against? Well, he's bidding Twins. against himself. But you said who's bid, who's he bidding against? The Twins. The Twins are interested, I think. Yeah, the, the Twins aren't going to that level. The Yankees can easily match that, but um, we will get right into it. Also, as well, I mean, we could probably end the show with this. I did a video out today um, on my Big Blue in the Bronx YouTube channel, which you should go subscribe to. Um, I think uh, Mike from the Ab was in there as well. They had a video, five things the Yankees need to do to really close out their offseason. Uh, I think we should do that at the end. But uh, longer the Rodone dance goes on, the less optimistic I am. I mean, yeah, that's 100%. Kind of the waiting game. Judge a little bit, but Luca, you were saying? No, I'm saying they're playing the waiting game, as I said earlier in the intro. Yeah. Um, so let's start off with Carlos Rodone and. Um, He's the let's big start off, which teams are in on him? Let's start off with that. I've said the twin, the Cardinals, whoever just mentioned it, Cardinals are out, Twins and Yankees. How could you get about bid no by the Giants? Twins? No, nothing. Well, Giants, I think we're also said to be in on him, but how could you get possibly outbid by the Giants and the 
and the and the Twins because the Twins haven't really done anything this offseason. They've lost Correa. Gary, I mean, the only thing you could really say is they've signed Christian Vasquez. It's a solid deal, but it's not, you know, it's not really eye-catching. So they're not making a lot of flashy moves. They haven't approved their team a ton. This would be a big get for the Twins, but this to me is a bigger get for the Yankees. I understand, you know, you know, we have Garrett Cole. We have we have already right now we have a our starting five lined up. It would be Cole Severino, and then it would be Cortez Montas if I'm missing anybody. And then and then a five starter like Schmidt or Herman. Now with Rodon, it would be Cole, Rodon, Cortez, Severino, and then Montas. You don't need to use Clark Schmidt and Herman every five days. They could just be, you know, what Chad Green was, as you say, like kind of openers whenever, even though I hate even though I hate bullpen days. It's just Rodon it just brings that umph as a number two starter. Now, let me ask a question before I reveal my thoughts. And I did last week. I'll reiterate them this week on Carlos Rodon. Which team did Sean Manaya go to? Was that the Twins? Giants. The Giants. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that makes that makes a ton of They money. also signed Ross Stripling. Yeah, which was a pretty mid-move. But, hey, listen, you, you, he's he's going to uh, his former – Well, his, also, the Giants also signed rival. His former team's rival. Uh, Jeff – Four four two three says the Blue Jays are in on Rodon, so I'll put my points and thoughts out there on Rodon, kind of like I did last week. I'll do it again because I feel like we need to refresh everybody's minds. Um, Luca mentioned obviously what the rotation would look like with Rodon without Rodon. Uh, one thing is this: we know Garrett Cole is known to blow up in the regular season, whether that right. cost the Yankees games or not last year. And I flipped the script on Garrett Cole because he was top two player on the Yankees during the postseason. Like you know, he won the Cleveland games. He pitched well in the Astros games, even though Aaron Boone gave up on him. What was that in Game Three? I think it was. It was Game Three. Game Three gave up on him. So. Um, you know, I flipped the script on Garrett Cole, but he is known to blow up in, in the regular season. And Carlos Rodon is going to be the uh, the security blanket for that. Like maybe there's a couple other words you could, uh, you know, you could probably uh, put in there better. But Carlos Rodon, I mean, he's got excellent stats. I've been calling his name for two years. So I said it on Twitter last year. I was talking about it at the trade deadline. Um. Carlos Rodon is a must-get, but people were like, ah, he's injury-prone. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what he does this year. Let's see what Rodon does this year. So, obviously, I think he had like a 2.8 AERA and a 14-8 and record. Yep. Um, that's at least off the top of my head. And another thing is, yeah, people talk about Rodon getting injured and whatnot. I mean, A, it's worth the risk. B, You're forgetting one if- thing, Alex. Okay, go ahead. Coming along with the injury thing, they say he's not pitched a lot of innings, but – if he's not pitched a lot of innings, he has a he that arm has a ton of miles left to be put on it. He could go for a while, yeah. and the length will be there. That's why maybe he's using, you know, maybe he and Scott Boris are saying, "Hey, seven years," because you know I was off. I, listen, I was injured a little bit earlier on in my career. I was pretty mediocre at first, but then I overcame my injuries, and now there's a ton of. My arm's fresh. My arm's fresh. Right. 
Eli, shouts to you, man, but no way is Montas getting traded for Mike Soroka. They are going to keep Soroka over there in Atlanta. Unless he says that, uh, unless he says trade Montas for uh, Max Reed, that's apparent. Max Reed's apparently being shopped. I mean, I would take Max Reed, but I, I mean, know. I just feel I like Radon's more of a sure thing. He's an easier get. Um, Jeff also says, weren't we supposed to get the get a Marlins pitcher? We were supposed to get. I mean, Pablo, Pablo Lopez. Lopez. Was the, he was the. Uh, you know, talk of the town at the trade deadline in Glaber Torres. Obviously, the slump went down from there, but I think Mike Soroka could use a change of scenery. I mean, he was pretty good with the Braves, right? Soroka stats. Yeah, look up the stats, but I don't think that's even realistic to be completely transparent. Personally, don't care for Pablo. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm going to disagree with a couple people that uh, we work with here at NYY News TV. I just don't see. What much of Soroka is not pitched since 2020. Who Soroka? Yeah, you're not taking that. I'm not taking that chance. I'm sorry. And I think, I think he had like a torn UCL or something like that. All right. It was, I'm going to try to find out this injury. If he had a torn Achilles tendon prematurely ending his 2020 season, he retorted his Achilles walking back to the clubhouse in 2021 or 2022. So, no. No. Yeah, absolutely not. You'd that, be reinforcing the narrative that Brian Cashman loves injured pitchers. Yeah. No, I mean, there's no doubt it's going to take a lot to get Max Freed blue gold. This is why I said, you know, right. Carlos Radon is more of a sure thing. Not that it's a safe thing, but both are risky in, in their own in their own ways. No, I meant trade Montas to make a separate trade. I mean, that that I don't I just don't see the the reason to acquire Soroka. I mean, coming off of how many surgeries and injuries. Um, but going back to my point about Pablo Lopez is I just don't see the marginal improvement. Like, does he improve the rotation like Rodone would? Does he improve the Tate rotation like Max Freed would? What do you think? I'm listen, Lopez was like a guy I was for at the uh, deadline. And then my opinion kind of went down on him a little bit, but I still trade for him. Yeah. But he would be at the very end of the rotation. You, I don't think, to me, it's like I don't think you would be adding anything at the back end of the rotation. Because remember, like I had, I held this opinion last year. When the Yankees traded Jordan Montgomery, I was like, okay, fine. You're getting Harrison Bader. He's a very solid player. Well, he's injured as well, but he's going to be very solid when he comes back for the Yankees. But what's that back of the rotation going to look like? Is it going to be secure? But it was. It was towards the end of the season with Domingo Herman. So it's not like you're massively improving the front of the rotation like you are with Rodon or, God forbid, you trade for Max Reed. Not really God forbid. But overall, it's just like you're not real. You're strengthening the back end fine. But what does it do that you, you could improve Frankie Montas, make him more of a fastball pitcher like Severino is instead of this backwards philosophy that, you know, you must utilize their secondary pitches. Yeah. Uh, I like Hirsch's comment. He goes, Freed would cost more than OBJ's boat trip. I agree, I agree with that. I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, there was another comment I wanted to get to. Uh, anything on Tatis trade? I, mean, I just, I never thought that was a possibility. Like, where did that come from? Can someone tell me? It was Rick DiPietro on DiPietro and Rothenberg. 
in the early running show. He's like, well, the he's he just said out of the baseball conversation, he was like, you know, the big splash the Yankees are looking for is Tatis. I don't know if that's really confirmed source because DPH was not like a Yankee guy. He's a he played hockey. Okay, I don't. As I said, you know, I'm just not going to trust that. But real quickly, guys, let's get those likes up. We're 28, 28 likes, 88 watching. Please like, share, do all the good stuff. Who's available at the trade deadline for pitchers? I mean, that's going to be tough to call. That's going to be tough to call. And I, there was somebody in a in my premiere chat for my five uh, moves video that premiered earlier today, and they're like, you know, uh, I don't want Rodone because, you know, he's injury prone. I'd rather wait for the trade deadline. I'm like, I, I literally said to him, what if we're in deep shit by then? Like, right. like I, I'm not waiting till then to make vast improvements. And, and listen, he's, he's literally, listen, the Yankees are like 70 feet deep, 70% in on this. Or you could say, however, 85, 90, whatever. Make it to the finish line. Don't pull out of this. You're not off by much. So here's the disparity. There's a year disparity. It's not much of how much Rodon wants to get paid. He wants $30 million a year. I don't know what the Yankees' offer was, but it was six years, and Rodon wants seven. Maybe the Yankees put something together, if they have not already, six years and an option, a player option for that seventh year. Again, Rodon, as I said, has a lot of length on his arm. Why not give him that seventh year? And how old is Rodon? He's like 29. I just... I just don't – and it's not like you're signing him to some of these big-ass contracts that we're seeing like Correa or Bogarts. You're not signing him to fucking 10 years. I mean, we haven't even crossed that line yet. It's not a coal contract. I just don't see what the holdup is. He will be the best power lefty you have had since CC Sabathia. Don't give me James Paxton. Do not throw that in my face, please. Oh my he, God. Had a, he had a solid first year, second year. He was completely injured. Um, But Jeff also says – uh, Cabrera in left. We'll get to that. We'll get to the left. Matthew Cohn says Rodon was a five war of the last two years. That's $35 million per year value. He just turned 30. Absolutely. You cannot pass up on it. You can't. W- Alex, what other option is out there besides Rodon? Nothing. That compares nothing. to him? The rotation, the rotation will be the same as last year, and a lot of people will be okay with it. But Rodon just brings that dog mentality. The Yankees, listen, Severino's a dog, Cole's a dog when it comes to the playoffs, but Nestor's a grinder, but we need a dog dog like Rodon. He just brings the energy. He, I, th- I, In my humble opinion, he would so fit well here. I've said it for the past two years. How do you not see the fit? I saw it last year. I saw it last year, and forgive me if I'm mistaken, but didn't the rotation minus Montas look exactly the same minus – well, actually, no, Tyone and fucking Montgomery in there, but it would have just looked a lot better. But now, I mean, you you have to go after Rodon, in my opinion. Uh, Shouts to Chris the Flash in the chat. What's going on, man? Um, telling you they are cash broke. If they're cash broke, I mean, the, 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 that's fucking... Uh, I'm not saying, you know, whoever said that's wrong, but there's a bullshit excuse because Hal was telling us that, you know... Uh, He's got money to sign Judge and other guys, but not. Nah, I mean, Dear, uh, I'm going to respond to Anthony Medina's comment. Dear God, please do not get a Valdi, please. No, 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 no. We we went through that that horse and pony. Yankees show will once. sign him. Here's what's going to happen: 
The Yankees would sign him to about $15 million a year over three years, like three years, $45 million, maybe even more, maybe it'd be like $20 million. And he'd be on his third Tommy John surgery. I do not want anything to do with Nathan Evaldi. A couple of years ago, yes, because I really liked him with the Yankees, especially in 2015. I thought he was very solid, but no. Raw Thompson with the Super Chat. What's going on, man? He goes, it's really simple. Montas and Severino are going to be in their walk. Yes. The Yankees are not keeping both of them. They need a number two behind. Very key. Nobody, I'll give Raw this credit. Nobody's highlighting that. Nobody. Not, e- not even, I, I didn't even think it just now. Severino's on his option. Well, it was a qualifying. Yeah, it was an option. Montas in the final year of his contract. So you need something long term. Rodon, just hit seven years, please. Yeah, I mean, good point by Ra. I didn't even think of that. They need to extend Severino. I mean, yeah, that that needs to happen. We'll see. We'll see. He's got to prove it this year because last year, listen, does he bring? He brings a very good element to this to this team. But the thing is, he can't ignore ignore his injury concerns. So the Yankee again. Like last year, the Yankees will have to play that into factor. Let's see how healthy he is this year. Someone asked, why not give Everson Pereira a shot for left field? I think we're like a few months away from that, to be completely real. I don't so, think, yeah, I don't think he's ready yet. Nah, I mean, he's, Isn't he he's in like double A? Double A, last time at least I checked. Um, maybe they're waiting to drop two salaries to pay for Rodon. Then they got then they got to make those trades, Jeff. They gotta make those. They trades. gotta. They gotta trade Hicks and Donaldson for that. We to can't happen. be seeing. We can't be sitting here, and you know we were talking about this pre-show. We can't be sitting here, you know, listening to the Yankees propaganda machine, as Pete likes to call it. Oh well, they didn't have enough money, or something about the tax threshold. No, it's not even. That's not even the point. Like, let's just say the Yankees ad were done with Donaldson and Hicks. They'd go over the luxury tax, and Hal doesn't want to do that. But if you trade Hicks and Donaldson, which they should have done during the winter meetings, let's let's get real with this. I know we're you know delving between different topics and all. What removing Hicks and Donaldson's contract is not going to be that easy. You're going to have to attach a prospect or two, like a B or C, in salary, or at least eat some of that salary. Just move on. Just move on. Admit your losses. Do that. It's but not going to harm you long term. To but move apparently, on. according to Jack Curry, at least uh, this is what I heard, that they may not even be interested in moving that contract now. Please don't, please, because you know what? It's going to be so Yankees if they start out the year with Donaldson at third base, they bring up Volpe, or th- th- there's a ton of scenarios that could play out with that. They could have Donaldson. At, first of all, we don't even know who the left fielder is. It could be third base. Let's say shortstop Peraza, second base Glaber Torres. They could have Donaldson at third. Maybe they want to bring up Anthony Volpe. Let's just say they do that. And Donaldson would be still getting plenty of playing time at Memorial Day. And the Yankees will not trade him because he probably will be playing piss poor and his value will be piss poor. Right. And Hicks, I mean, how low does the value have to get for him? I mean... It's it's one it's a matter of two things if you even go into next year with Hicks. It's A, A being um, how much does he get in terms of playing time? Terms and that, that goes to value too. How much does he get in terms of playing time? And B, if he does get playing time, how worse is he actually gonna be? 
So it's going to be, you know, just a bad risk. But Big Sexy Yankee has a super chat. He goes, what if the Yankees trade Torres and some elite prospects for Max Freed since Braves are going to lose Dansby Swanson to free agency? Um, You know, I'd be down they... to trade Torres for a guy like that. Let me ask you that. How uh, how would you feel about that? Do they want Clayber Torres? If they do, I would absolutely trade him. Absolutely. Or the question is, since he's you know Clayber Torres is not great at shortstop, would they want Volpe instead or a Peraza? And then you ask yourself who you parted with. Let's be honest, the Yankees have a ton of shortstops in the organization, so. And the Yankees' golden boy is Anthony Volpe. So you're asking yourself, Elite, we won't have to pay 30 something odd million dollars for Freed. I'm going to look up his contract details. Okay. Um, but I won't have to pay 30 something odd million over seven years for Carlos Rodon. But honestly, I would prefer Rodon. Now, also, Freed, let me, let me just say this Freed is a free agent come 2025. He has no arbitration. Braves cleared okay. that. Okay, so what's his salary numbers? Let's see. Uh, twenty twenty three. It is well. Last year, an arbitration was about six point eight five million. It doesn't really save for the next few years, but I'm going to say it's around the same because it's going to keep going up. Because the Braves, I think, cleared his arbitration. I don't see any arbitrary years in his current contract. It's quite interesting to say the least. Um, I gotta get to Chris the Flash's super chat. Every time a team gets brought up for Rodon, they go out and sign another pitcher. So Rodon is sitting right there for the t- yeah. I mean, he's sitting right there. The Twins they don't really have a you know. They I don't would say a, a knack for spending money as much as we think. It's more about trades and small time acquisitions in terms of free agency for them. Um. But one thing I'll put in the atmosphere, though, first of all, I don't even know if these Mac, Max Freed rumors are true. That's one thing. Second of all, I don't know how you would feel about this, but also the chat is very much free to intervene. If you do trade for Max Freed, right? You deal okay. with Labor Torres, you deal with one of your shortstops, then you sign Dansby Swanson. Okay. Yeah, I'm for that. Definitely. So you could say, buy Volpe. Go out and go to Atlanta. I mean, I don't know what their infield does look like, though, because you would, would you're up the middle. I mean, obviously they're letting Swanson walk for a reason, but second base, I'd I'd be interested to see who's there because that's Glaber Torres. Uh, but at the same time, I I don't know that they would take that on because they're part of this youth movement, and I, I'm just not a very positive person with Glaber Torres. Here's the current alignment: it would be Olson at first. Right at third base, Austin Riley. Mm-hmm. Shortstop was Swanson. Now, what position does Vaughn Grisham play? I'll look that up right now. No, I'm actually going to do that because I am. Grisham is a second baseman and shortstop. Okay. So so he might be just slotted in at second base over Orlando Arcia. Yeah, I mean, Arcia is like a, a, he's like a depth guy at this point in his career. But uh, Vaughn Grissom, I mean, you said second base shortstop, right? Yeah, Grissom could be either second base or shortstop. Yes, really Riley's good, at third. Some really good MILB stats last year. But um, 
Oh, don't forget Aussie Albies as well. Yeah. This, this so... step chart's not very accurate because they're placing Albies at like fourth. But regardless, that's how the alignment looks. Albies up the middle with what's his name? Grisham. So maybe you don't have that avenue. I mean, Unless you know, he's a DH, which would kind of be awkward. Yeah, I mean, also at the end of the day, if they don't want Volpe, and let's just say you you have to I don't know what their outfield situation looks like. Um, but if you want to throw in a Dominguez, you know, either way, you're not giving up your top. Now, this is obviously hypothetical. You're not giving up your top prospects at the end of the day because they're shortstop guys, Peraza and uh, Volpe, Volpe. Because they have that fit. They have that done already. Their outfield so, is Marcelo Zuna, Michael Harris, and uh, Ronald Acuna. Ozuna, not, maybe not there long term, so maybe they could get a Dominguez. Right. So throw him in. Fuck, f- fuck that, you know, throw him in. And then they obviously just traded for Murphy, so, you know. But we'll see. I mean, I, it just depends. It just depends. Uh, Vaughn Grissom is the shortstop. He's the Braves' top prospect. But uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. But that I, I think that could actually work out now that I've talked myself uh, into such things. Um. But uh, moving on, let's go a little bit into left field. Okay. Um, obviously, there's discussions. What would it take for Brian Reynolds, Ben and Tandy? There's a couple of guys in that conversation. Um, first of all, what would it take, in your opinion, for Brian Reynolds? I know the Pirates want like something like two to three of their t- two to three of top prospects, or at least two of the top three. So you could throw in Volpe and Dominguez, and then you could throw pretty much like Labor Torres, just like filler stuff, or like a Clark Schmidt in there. So that would again, that would be interesting. The Pirates do have a some young talent to pull up their roster right now. Obviously, they've got O'Neill Cruz. So I mean, you could still pivot like that because if you do give up Volpe, maybe you give up Dominguez. And you give up uh, Glaber Torres, maybe some other filler players, you could still do that Dansby Swanson stuff. Right. So here's how it goes. Other shortstops in the system to succeed Dansby Swanson. So it's not a bad thing at the end of the day. Right. So their alignment looks like this first base is Choi, second base is Rodolfo Castro. I don't know much about him. I'm going to see what his contract details look like. I'll look at his stuff, but you keep going. Uh, shortstop is O'Neill Cruz, and third base is uh, what's his name? Cabrian Hayes. Rodolfo Castro. Um, so as far as Castro goes, he's earning three hundred eleven thousand this year. That's nothing. That's chump change, but obviously, right? But is he like going to be a starting player? Castro is a shortstop. Uh, let me look at his stats. They well, they're slotting him at second base. Just did I, I'm just asking, did he play a lot last year? Where he could be considered a starter. Played 71 games, 233, 11 home runs, 27 RBIs. Okay, that that could be improved upon, honestly. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Once again, you there's a lot of different pivots you can make. I think we've explored a lot of uh, a lot of good options, but avenues. Yeah, avenues, options. Oh, Luca, we also have different lanes. 
Yes, lanes. We have we have latitude. We have latitude. We have lanes. So we, we, we unfortunately the Yankees love L's in that uh, particular thing. But uh, yeah, I think it would take Dominguez, either Peraza or Volpe. Maybe you throw in an Austin Wells, but the Yankees really don't have a first base option unless you're just hoping for Murakami. If you that's years what I want, I want him in 2025. Um, and then, I mean, catcher, you're set for right now, and then you can pivot towards an Antonio Gomez. Um, what teams are in on Andrew Benintendi? I know I've the heard, Padres want to offer him some money. I've heard Twins. I've heard Astros. Obviously, you said the Padres, but those are the teams. Yankees are probably still in as well, but... I would like Benintendi back, but I, I'm not going to be the guy who's going to be paying $100 million. So if you had to choose, right? If you had to I know choose. what you're going to ask. Brian Reynolds or Benintendi? Brian Reynolds. You choose Brian Reynolds. Yes, I would. I like a switch hitting bat. That's, that's, that's actually a good point. That's actually a good point. So not that I would flip. Is, are the Yankees not... going to use him correctly? Who, Reynolds? Yeah. I hope they, they do. Fucked with Benintendi too much. Reynolds is a top of the order guy as well. He like he can bring to me. He's like I'm not going to say he's an all out five tool player, but he brings like power and contact. He will. He hit 27 home runs this past season, and he he could hit hover around 300. I'm gonna look up his numbers from the previous seasons, but he brings you contact and power. Um. Mike from the Av says, question is, what happened to We Have Money for Judge and Others? It went towards AC Milan. It went towards AC Milan. All right, so um, here's here's the stats from this season. 27 homers, 62 RBIs, 262, 806 OPS, and 345 on base percentage. The previous season, 302, 24 home runs at 90 RBIs. He gives you the pop with homers, but he also can hit for average. Uh, player... That the Yankees haven't had in a while. I mean, Benintendi never really gave a sense of power. If I'm being honest. Reynolds, if I'm being honest, moves the needle. He does move the needle. He does the move the needle. So yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I would like to see what he does against the Astros. Obviously, when we face him this upcoming season. Um, someone said if Reynolds is traded, the ALEs will be Toronto. Unfortunately, I hope it's not. I mean. They just signed Kiermaier, which was very weird. They traded Teoscar Hernandez, who was a great hitter, and then you know they just signed Kiermaier. So I'm kind of weirded out by the direction. But, hey, at the end of the day, who's their manager now? Is it Pete Walker or is it somebody else? Jays? Jays. Um, Schneider. Schneider, okay. And then their bench coach is Don Mattingly. So right. um, what's the big move? I have no fucking clue. Nobody uh, does. Um, they might be waiting for Radon before the judge press, presser. I mean, I don't know how to. I don't know if they could wait that long. Shots, Chris Perez. But why not introduce? What thing is? Why not have Judge? I don't like. I know Judge should have his own separate presser, but why not do both? Yeah, no, I I, uh, I agree. Um, now let me ask you a question as well. Say that Reynolds is not getting traded. Or he goes to a team like the Jays. And okay. let's say Benintendi 
let's just say he goes to, you know, the Astros, he goes to the Padres, he gets like 100 mil. Or, you know, he's in a position where he wants 100 mil for like six years, and the Yankees said, uh-uh, we're not locking that up. Even though they did it with Aaron Hicks, so it'd be a little uh, hypocritical. But who is the plan B or C for you? I want to say one of the Arizona outfielders. I got to do more research, but they've been highly touted. They've been brought up in trade discussions. Um, who was the Astros that they nearly traded for, or they haven't yet? The guy, I forget the guy's name. The Astros? Yeah, it was like the Diamondbacks were discussing his name. It was the like Astros a tra- player, the D-backs player. D-backs player. Jake McCarthy? Not McCarthy. Alec Thomas? Not Alec Thomas. And I have no fucking answer for you. Dalton Varsho, thank you. Dalton Varsho. If he's not been traded yet, I would consider him. Pull up the stats. Okay. Varsho, actually, he's a catcher and an outfielder. Wow, so versatility. Yes. So, his stats from last season. We'll probably get him, like, I can bring up his defensive stats as well. His batting stats, 235, 27 home runs, 74 RBIs, an OPS of around 745. That's close to average. 302 on base percentage, um, 145 strikeouts, 16 stolen bases. Now, I'm going to pull up his defensive stats from Baseball Savant, even though, you know, I like my defensive stats from there. So, um, Dalton Varsho. So, again, he brings the versatility. Maybe he's more of a long-term option than, say, Jose Trevino. So, so outfielder the versatility there. They like his out- outfielder jump, so I think that has to do with his fielding stuff. So I'm going to pull up his fielding metrics. Uh, look that up. I'm going to answer the chat. Yes. Uh, no, I would not do Michael Conforto. I don't know why people no. want him. To be honest, I mean he didn't play last year, so I don't. I, I, don't, I don't understand like that either. Players. Like, like if happier players. Like if you're. Of the narrative that Brian Cashman likes his injured players, why are you like Conforto for the Yankees? Yeah, it's just not. A he, he's not moving either. He's not moving at all. Yeah, and also, um, people will bring people bring up you know oh is Walter Cabrera in left field? So here's the thing. Here's the vision I have with Walter Cabrera. I think he's the DJ LeMahieu type platoon player, just expanded. Right, he could play shortstop. He could play second. He could play first if you want. He could play all over the field. So why just pigeonhole him in one position? He could be, you know, modern day Marwin Gonzalez because let's just say, um, you know, Oswaldo Cabrera, for example, is the starting left fielder on opening day. What if, for instance, your guys in the minors aren't ready and DJ LeMahieu gets hurt at second base and Glaber Torres is gone? Now you're going to have to use a backup outfielder in left field, move Cabrera over to second. So, not that I would particularly want Cabrera on the bench 24-7, but put a left fielder in left field. That's just my personal opinion. Your thoughts on that? Well, I'm actually going to look at Varsho's stats right now. They like his jump and his range percentage. Like they say his feet covered, his uh, range covered, which is in feet, is about 37.4, which is not bad. His he's very highly rated as a burst player. Reaction time as well, feet versus average. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. Some of these stats I don't know what they mean, obviously because they're more advanced. But just to see that he's in the great percentage when it comes to his fielding defensively is just a very good sign. 
And then it brings the power to Varshow, right? Yeah, Stalton Varshow. All right. I would suggest you move on to McCarthy and Alec Thomas because I want to know a little bit more about them. Um, Maybe the big move is a Jazz Chisholm and uh, Pablo Lopez package. I'll sign up for Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, I mean, I, I got to do more research on Chisholm. But uh, as I said, I'm not necessarily for a Pablo Lopez trade. Maybe if you get Montas out of here, but it's like, eh, you know, trade everyone for Buxton. Yeah, I've, I've seen people say, you know, trade for Kepler. I'm absolutely not. And no, I'm not for this whole futuristic plan of trying to go after Otani. He didn't come here in the first place. What makes you think he's going to come here right now? Um. <sighs> I just don't get that vision. But you got stats on McCarthy or uh, the other guy yet? McCarthy, eight home runs, 43 RBIs, 283, 342 on base percentage. They like, again, another thing that is common between these two, and I think it's kind of an Arizona thing, in my opinion. If I'm going to make an insinuation, they like speed, they like range. So McCarthy, metrics support his range and his speed. Sprint speed is given really high by baseball savant, and so is his range. Hitting not so much because he's more of a contact hitter, but it's it's positive for the is most. Is he like part. a Benintendi? He could be. He could be. Right. Um, Buxton is what the Yankees thought Hicks would be. Yeah. Kepler is such a Yankees move. Yeah, it would. Well, be. here's here's what's com- here's what's in common between Buxton and Hicks. They can't stay healthy. Right, right. Remember when Buxton was like leading the league in home runs last year or something like that? Yeah, he I think then he ended up something. He let yeah, and then he ended up, end up getting hurt, I believe, which unfortunately happens a lot to him. Yeah. Um, so Tony will never be a Yankee or on the East Coast because the time difference with Japan. I mean, he never really stated that in his uh, in his excuse for not coming to the Yankees. It was big market. Then he goes to L.A., which is pretty hypocritical. Contradictory. But, yeah. So, I mean, I I'm not necessarily a part of that train. We have to accept the reality that Josh and IKF will be our starting infielders. I mean, we'll we'll see. We're going to discuss third base in, in just a sec. But uh you got any other stats on Alec Thomas? Alec Thomas, eight home runs, 39 RBIs, 231 average, 275 on base percentage. OPS not liking it, 619. Um, they like his exit velocity. They like his outs above average and sprint speed and arm strength when it comes to his fielding. I can I'm definitely to... see that as a Yankees move because you mentioned exit velocity. I'm like, yep, that's a Yankees move right there. Not that he may or may not be a bad ball player or a good ball player. But I, based off of what you're telling me, I think my favorite right there is Jake McCarthy. His here's some of his percentile rankings: max exit velocity seventy fifth, strikeout percentage seventy first, um, speed ninety fifth percentile, outs above average ninety two, arm strength seventieth percentile. All really good stats. So those are like his better stats. Whiff percentage is right in the middle. Not a lot of slugging, not a lot of barrel percentage, not a lot of hard hit percentage. His walk percentage is not that great either. Shout-outs to my guy, Unpopular Opinion Sports. What's going on, man? What's on, man? Um, also, Pete, listen, chat. Beanie's going up on the shop now. NYY News TV flavored. Guys, get your beanies. Get your Yes, gear, it's cold get outside. Get gear. Get all your gear. NYY News TV. Nobody has it better. Um, 
yeah, so get those beanies and all that stuff. But uh, any final thoughts on the left field conversation? Oh, just want to add this. They actually have – it's pretty neat. They have a similar tool. They have a tool on here for uh, Baseball Savant, similar batters, and they give out their own, you know – Comps? Yeah, comps. I'm going to read you off some of them. Ahmed Rosario. For – This is Alec Thomas. Okay. Uh, Gene Segura. I'm not liking that. Tyro Estrada. Yeah. Luis Renjifo. Mm. Eric Hosmer. Fuck no. Um, give me comps from McCarthy and we'll move on. Um, let's see. Um, Cesar Hernandez. Why are they lowering the bar so much? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just feel like yeah. First mention, first player you mentioned, Cesar Hernandez. Next player, Cal Mitchell. Who the fuck is that? Cal Mitchell. He previously he played for he's playing for the Pirates. He's an outfielder. Oh, well, I'm supposed to know that name. Odubel Herrera. No. Okay, we're done. We're done here. I'm sorry. I'm not. What? Listening a, what a, hold on, Alex. No, what about... I'm not listening to this shit no more. They have the bar so low for these guys. Yeah, they play for Arizona. It doesn't mean they're all fucking trash. What about uh, who was? Let me see Varshow. Let me see. I I got I gotta be curious with this. Yes, Joey Gal is gonna be a comp for Dalton Varshow. No, actually, who you'll recognize that? a few of these names: Jacob Stallings. Okay. Ryan McMahon. Eh. Danny Jansen. I'm okay. We're moving on. I don't like this at all. I don't like this at all. Cole Calhoun. I don't like this at all, Luke. I fucking told you that. Move on. Final thoughts on the left field conversation. Um, it has to be Reynolds or Benintendi, in my opinion. Option C being Jake McCarthy. Um, but with that being said, we'll move on to our final subject, the third base conversation. Um, where are you at with third base? Being, of course, they have not traded Josh Donaldson or moved the contract yet. Your thoughts? I'm questioning why they weren't further on Carlos Correa. Like, I understand, you know, their vision is Volpe and Peraza. Sure, that can happen. You know, you could Volpe can be up this year at shortstop. Peraza could play second, or you could flip-flop to two. But why were you not in on Carlos Correa? It's because they're not tra- – they are first of all, they're not in- – it seems as though they're not intent on trading Josh Donaldson. I have no clue why, because you've had all winter meetings to teeter with that. I understand Donaldson is, you know, not the most attractive. First of all, you're taking on a huge contract, and the Yankees might have to eat a portion of it. They might have to give up an asset or two. So, in my opinion, just eat your losses and move on. To me, what's better for this team is if somebody like a Correa would play third base instead of Ozzy Cabrera. Maximize Ozzy is somebody who could play all over the field. Maximize LeMahieu is somebody who could play all over the infield. That's how I see it. That's why I wanted Carlos Correa or somebody like a Bogarts. Maybe Swanson can play third base. I don't know. Um, I'm going to list all available third basemen. I don't think you're going to like these names. Justin Turner. You know, people have brought up the prospect of Brandon Crawford being uh, a Yankee deal. I I take Turner over Crawford, respectfully. Well, here's the thing. 
Well, he earns about $16 million this year. Let's say you trade Hicks and Donaldson and you take on, you know, take on some of that. You have the, maybe the Giants take on some of Crawford. That's not a terrible deal. It's not the worst thing that could happen. So I'm not actually against that. So would you be for Justin Turner? I'd be okay with it. It's yeah. not my first option. Be- Evan Longoria. Didn't he have a solid year last year? But I'm going to say no. Longoria, 14 homers, 42 RBIs, 244. No. Um, Brian Anderson from the Marlins. Mm, no. That's such a lower than mid name. Matt Carpenter, even though he wants more playing time. I'm not bringing him back either way, to be completely honest. Neither am I. Somebody mentioned from our chat a couple of days ago, Brandon Drury. Yeah, but I just don't see the Yankees getting another. That's not a pop move. Yeah. Harold Castro. Um, No. So if Dansby Swanson, if Dansby Swanson can play third base, I'm all for it. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, Unless you want to get Jose Iglesias. Can we wait a year and try to sign Devers as a free agent next year? My personal opinion is that the Red Sox will try to lock him up. Not locking up Xander Bogarts, obviously, was their fault. And their main priority is probably going to be go to Devers. Um, and I don't think you could wait on that. Like, we're trying to win now. That's what the Yankees are always about. And I'm not ripping the comments or anything, but the Yankees always have this, like, half-pregnant division. Well, let's get Josh Donaldson, you know, some of these other guys. But then again, we're going to get Volpe and Peraza in. It's just a weird uh, path down the line. Um, but as far as third base goes, and I've, I see a comment from LI, I would not put Glaber Torres at third. I don't think he's ever played third base. I wouldn't try to explain that, that because we know how shortstop went and shortstop was supposed to be his bread and butter position. So, um, I'm honestly, if you want my personal opinion, I'm going to say IKF. My I don't thing know, is, man. That's that's. I'm so done with. I listen. If he's a role player off the bench, fine. I just don't want him starting. I say rotate him with Cabrera a little bit. All right, I guess I can live with that. It's like I'm trying to temper my expectations, if you will. Of course, of course, they're not going to go out there trade for Jose Ramirez and really lock them up, or they're going to trade for this guy or that guy. I, I'm I'm tempering expectations. They probably may keep Donaldson. Or but... let me ask this. Trade for Jazz Chisholm, who's second base. Move Peraza to short, Volpe at third. Something you could teeter with. But as I said, I don't see them trading for Jazz Chisholm. Um, I know a lot of people are uh, souring on the IKF thing, but gold glove third baseman and solid contact hitter. Not something you would put at the top, though. Uh, shortstop was never supposed to be towards position. He was supposed to be third. Soft, no, it's not. A, first of all, it's not a soft contact hitter. It's a no. It's not a solid Slap contact dick. hitter. It's a soft contact hitter. Slap dick it's, hitter. Exactly. Unpopular opinion. Sports says Donaldson needs to go. They didn't want to pay Correct because they paid Judge. I agree. I agree with all you guys though. They need to be all in. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, but I just think, in terms of tempering expectations, IKF is the way to go. My personal opinion. Now, obviously, if they went somewhere else with it, like a Justin Turner, I could I would say okay. Or they went 
Peraza. They tried Volpe there. I guess I could live with it. Um, but it's just the point of third base. They they created a hole with trading Urshela. Of course. So it's like you fucked it up, and I don't expect you to fix it. Of course. But Donaldson and Hicks need to fucking leave. No, that's that's a must. That's an absolute must. Same with trading labor tours. I want him gone. Yeah. So to end off the show, to end off the show, thoughts on, well, actually, put it in a list, five things the Yankees must do to finish the offseason. Sign Carlos Rodon. Okay. Sign a left field, sign a left fielder or trade for one. Okay. Hoping that's Ben Benintendi or Brian Reynolds. Trade off the Donaldson and Hicks contracts. Number three. Number four, trade Glaber Torres. Number five, I'm not going to lie to you. Andrew Chafin's catching my eye. As okay. a sinker ball pitcher. All right. Um, Seth in the chat says, didn't Curry say they plan on keeping Donaldson at third base on the defense and hope for some offense? That's what I heard, and it's not necessarily a good way to go. Um, but with that being said, for my five, as I listed in the video earlier, please check it out on uh, Big Blue and the Bronx YouTube channel. Uh, sign Rodon. Number two is Reynolds or Benintendi. Three, deal Donaldson. Four, deal Hicks. Five, deal Torres and commit to Peraza as your starting shortstop. Because whether you want to move him or not, I think it's just the way to go. Because he is, I think, the most capable to be your starting shortstop on this current roster right now. Can't be anyone else. Can't be anyone else. But, Luca, your final thoughts. Yeah, well, listen, this whole Radon stuff's got to end. We have It has to end in a victory for us. we got to sign him. No question. The Yankees need a left fielder as well. Hopefully, pray to God, they trade Donaldson to Hicks. We'll, we'll obviously discuss that in weeks to come because I don't think they're trading him right now. Listen, we'll see what's to come. Offseason's not over, but the Yankees got to start making moves. Right, and, you know, I agree with some people who say, ah, the offseason is over, but at the same time, you know, you could be in January trying to make moves and there will be no good players left. But like, comment, subscribe, do all the good stuff, turn on post notifications, become a member, buy some beanies, buy some gear from NYY. Guys, it's cold outside. Buy those beanies. Yes, become a member, get the perks. Five stars on Apple Podcasts for all podcasts. Here like on it up. News TV. Do all the good stuff. Yes, get those likes up. We appreciate you guys coming back, and uh, we will see you next time. Peace. Peace. Before it hits the front.